Hello, and welcome to episode 86 of the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I'm your host, David Hall, and the creator of quietandstrong.com. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we'll air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a review, tell a friend, help get the word out there. So it is back to school time. For me, I have a high schooler and a son attending a university. And I've spent my career in higher education focusing on helping students succeed. How about you? Do you have a child in school? Or maybe a child you care about that's in school? Maybe a niece or a nephew? Do you have a child in college? Or maybe you're the college student. Of course, we can be in college at any age. Are schools built for introverts? You know, I think we're making progress and we have come a long way, but we have a long way to go in understanding introvert needs and strengths and how we can honor and support introverts, whether in K through 12 or at the college or university level. What was your experience in school? If you were an introvert, were you a quiet kid? Or maybe you were a quiet kid and now you're a quiet adult? And when I say quiet, there's nothing wrong with being quiet, so to speak. It's a problem when you're misunderstood and not getting what you want, or your voice is not heard, or you're not using your talents to the fullest. And those are the things we want to talk about. We all come with different strengths and needs. School or life should not be a one-size-fits-all approach. We need to find ways to be our best and bring out the best in others. And this applies to children and our classrooms. I like how Susan Cain, author of Quiet, puts it in 10 tips for parenting an introverted child. Cain says, don't just accept your child for who she is. Treasure her for who she is. Or I like this quote, in the hidden gifts of the introverted child, Marty Olson Laney writes, introvert children really are small wonders. Accept them as they are. By supporting their natural resources, you will allow their gifts to grow. Being an introvert and being self-assured are not mutually exclusive. Confident introverted children will forge adult lives of meaning, value, and creativity. End quote. So too many introverts grow up feeling that there's something wrong with them. Many do find out later that they have amazing gifts. Unfortunately, some may never come to this realization. So how can we do better in helping everyone understand that we each have unique personalities and that is a good thing? We all have gifts to share. I know when I was a kid, introversion was not discussed. And there has been a lot of great progress since then. But we need more. I was a quiet kid. I had some great friends. But I was definitely not confident in all situations. I did have a few good teachers that helped bring out some of my talents. But I also had plenty of awkward experiences of being called on in class or having to go up to the board, especially when I wasn't prepared. There are plenty of other challenges outside the classroom, too. But for this episode, let's talk about finding success in the classroom. Both elementary and high school were full of plenty of awkward moments. When I took my son to the university last year, I reflected on my own experience as an introverted college student. 
check out episode 34 titled what I wish I had known about introversion before college. So in college, sometimes introverts struggle with participating in the lecture. Maybe there are even the dreaded participation points. I know I struggle with participating in class. For much of my college career, I didn't realize that an important strategy for introverts is preparation. We think before we speak. And to fully participate in a college lecture, it often takes plenty of thinking ahead of time. And I got off to a rocky start in college. I was a great student prior to college, but I soon found out that high school and college were worlds apart for me. The good news is I eventually learned how to be a great college student. I finished my bachelor's and then I went on to finish a master's degree. I learned that if I wanted to be successful, I needed to prepare ahead of time. In college, that meant actually reading the book before class. And this was the start of a journey in embracing my introversion. I now know that I do better when I prepare in advance for meetings, presentations, and speeches. When I figured this out for school, I did so much better having done the reading in advance. I understood so much better and was more likely to have something to contribute to the conversation. Often I need time to process answers to questions, especially complex ones. And of course, sometimes you just got to say, let me think about that. And now most of my career has been in higher education where I am working to help all students find success. So back to elementary school and high school, what issues are introverts facing? Maybe you're a parent and you hear from the teacher, your daughter's doing fine but I wish she would participate more in class or I wish she would come out of her shell. I hate that expression. Well-meaning teachers may not understand. It's not just as simple as coming out of your shell. There's techniques and strategies for teachers, parents, and the students themselves to find their voice and have the learning experience they need. After all, school is made for learning, but there are many different learning styles and needs. I have had a couple great teachers on the podcast that have discussed how to help their introverted students succeed. So check out episode 59 and 60, Unleashing the True Potential of Introverts in the Classroom with teacher Chrissy Romano-Arabito, part one and part two. Chrissy is an elementary teacher. She's an introvert and came to realize the strengths and needs of introverts a little later in life. And she wrote a book, which I highly recommend. Quiet Kids Count, Unleashing the True Potential of Introverts. In the episode, she shares her tips and strategies that will help educators create more inclusive classrooms, foster creativity amongst introvert students, and help quiet kids reach their true potential, all the while doing the same for extroverts. This episode was packed with so much great information, but here are just a couple highlights. I was very impressed how Chrissy talked about connection with each and every student. For her, the first three weeks of class, she focused on her relationships with her students. She said that she often gets flack for this. You know, you should be focused on learning. But for her, this really helps set the stage for all students to learn and learn from the teacher that they have a great relationship with. And then, I like this one. Amongst many strategies she shared, one, 
was that for some conversations or discussions, she gives students a couple of participation chips. This way, to participate, the student has to have a chip. And this prevents some students from dominating and allows everyone a chance to participate. She also said that sometimes she might sneak an extra chip in for an introvert. I had to laugh and, and think about the many meetings I've been in where I wish some people were limited with some chips. If you want to hear more about the great work and book that Chrissy Romano Arabito wrote, check out this episode. Also check out episode 71, Having All Voices Heard in the Classroom and Beyond with educator Stacy Roshan. Stacy taught high school math and is a keynote speaker and educational consultant. Stacy struggled as an introvert herself and then grew up to be, as she put it, the teacher she needed. She wrote Tech with Heart, Leveraging Technology to Empower Student Voice, Ease Anxiety, and Create Compassionate Classrooms. This is such a great book. Stacy is passionate about discovering and sharing innovative ways to leverage technology to deepen relationships, build confidence, and create safe learning environments where every student feels empowered to share their voice. One of the things she does is she uses technology in what's called a flipped classroom. She would make videos that the students could watch, maybe as homework, and while they're watching the videos, they could either pause as often as they needed, or they could even watch at a faster speed. Either way, they'd watch ahead of time, and then they would be ready. They've done the thinking. They'd be ready for that classroom participation. Stacy also gave her students the opportunity to do some of their assignments by video. This way, especially the introverts that needed time to think, could have that time to think about their assignment. They could re-record if needed and do the assignment in an environment that was comfortable for them. And she made the point that sometimes the quietest kid may also be the smartest. She has had the experience where someone that was very quiet in class produced a masterpiece when they were allowed to record a video for their assignment. Check out this great episode with Stacy for more on her work. There are some great teachers out there. Let's help shine the spotlight on every student and help them figure out how to shine. So what if you're the student? I read an article from Anna Homayun called Back to School Tips for Introverted Students. She gives five tips for introverted students. And you may find these helpful even if you aren't a student. So the first one, become your own best advocate. So I like that. You need to articulate what your needs are. So if you are the student, talk to your teacher. Let them know that you need to think before you speak often. And you may need time to think before responding. That's a normal way of processing for you. The second one she brings up, find activities that suit your personality. I always say, you know what you like. You know, Don't let other people tell you what you like. So find those activities that you enjoy. Don't feel pressured to do things that don't appeal to you. Maybe you like sports. Maybe you like inventing things. Maybe acting or performing, photography, art, reading, writing, or exploring the great outdoors. Find what you like and don't feel pressure to do other things that aren't as interesting to you. 
The third one she brings up is create opportunities to rest and recharge, even during the school day. You need to figure out ways to get breaks here and there. Maybe it's a trip to the bathroom. Or maybe there's a quiet spot you can spend a few minutes in. Maybe take a longer walk to class. I know when I was a kid, I didn't like riding the bus. And sometimes I'd walk home, and even though it was a very long walk, it was the recharge that I needed. The fourth one she says is accept your social needs may be different than others and realize that overconsumption of social media can promote FOMO, fear of missing out, and burnout. Whether it be the activities you do or the types of recharge you need, be yourself. Do you. Just because your social needs may be different than someone else's, that doesn't make them any less valid. And the fifth one that she brings up is take time to develop friendships with friends who truly understand you. So as an introvert, sometimes this can take time. Find friends that have things in common with you. And for an introvert, it is perfectly normal for you to have a tight circle of friends. Friends that you can have some really deep discussions with. Friends that get you. Friends that you share everything with. Introverts can definitely get drained by too much small talk and shallow conversation. So whether you're a student, parent, teacher, introvert, or someone that cares about an introvert, remember, we all have great gifts. We all have needs. Let's get to know what we need and where we shine, as well as what others need and where they shine. Here's another Susan Cain quote. Everyone shines given the right lighting. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to further connecting with you. Reach out at david at quietandstrong.com or check out the quietandstrong.com website, which includes blog posts, links to social media, and other items. Send me topics or guests you would like to see on the show. If you're interested in getting to know yourself better, there's now a free Type Finder personality assessment on the Quiet and Strong website. This free assessment will give you a brief report, including the four-letter Myers-Briggs code. I'll add a link to the show notes. There's so many great things about being an introvert, so we need those to be understood. Get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.